How's it going, guys? Uh, hope your week has been well. Um, looking to get this thing, this week started off with an amazing episode. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff going on at runthepower.com. Go over there, check out all of our new premium videos that we've added. We've added a new series. Uh, Walls has added new videos. Uh, and then you can also order your all-access pass. You can do all of that at runthepower.com. I know everyone's itching for football to get started. Uh, this is a great way uh, for you to get your football fix here in the offseason uh, with August about to get started. So head on over to runthepower.com. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Team Builder. Team Builder provides strength and conditioning software to high schools around the country. Whether you write your own programs, have a full-time strength coach, or need training programs, Team Builder can make your program better. Right now, Team Builder is offering a 10-week off-season football training program with a two-day speed and agility program. This template even comes with videos from the top SEC strength coaches that will show you how to run your weight room. Visit their website and enter the code RTP to get the off-season football training template and start your 14-day free trial at teambuilder.com, which is team, B-U-I-L-D-R.com. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Huddle. Your ideal Friday night during football season probably goes like this. An awesome win for the team, an instant game film upload, and at least a few hours of sleep. Huddle can make it all happen with just one product, Huddle Sideline. With instant replay at your disposal, you can help your team make any necessary adjustments in real time. You don't have to wait for halftime, but not only does Sideline improve your chances of getting that W, it also makes post-game uploads a breeze. Every clip your camera records can be uploaded from an iPad over Wi-Fi, and if you have multiple angles, the app will automatically intercut them. You can even ODK each clip during the game. That data gets uploaded too. Nothing like a head start on your analysis to give you a sound night's sleep, right? Get this add-on to your Huddle subscription now to make sure you're ready for success and well-rested season. Visit uh, huddle.com slash RTP sideline for more details and more sleep. And this episode is also brought to you guys by Just Play. The team at Just Play hooked us up with their product, uh, and it has been awesome for us, uh, especially all off-season. Uh, we really love the playbook tools that allow us to create our favorite blocking schemes. Um, lately, we've been diving into heavy inside zone and tags off of inside zone, and it, and it makes it easy, obviously, to go ahead. And the defense is already set. I can set it to my under, my over, my odd front, and then uh, draw up the play that I want to with how we tag it in inside zone for our fullbacks. Just Play has a limited time offer for RTP listeners only. Get my Just Play Pro for $120. That's $60 off the normal list price. Get this deal at JustPlaySolutions.com slash RTP. The best playbook tool on the market at JustPlaySolutions.com slash RTP. Uh, don't wait any longer, guys. Go do it today. On today's episode of RTP, we talk with Scotty Walden. Coach Walden is the co-OC and wide receivers coach at Southern Miss University in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Listen as we talk with Coach Walden about his unique football journey and playing career, how he recruits and teaches wide receivers, and how he has handled large responsibilities and jobs at such a young age in his career. You can follow Coach Walden on Twitter at USMCoachSW. Hope you guys enjoy. Oh, 
how long do you guys get spring football? Like, how long do y'all get them for spring ball? So ours is, I would think it's three weeks to do 10 practices. Three weeks, 10 practices. Gotcha. And then we gotcha. can have a, uh, a team camp at the end, of, uh, maybe all the way up until like July, we can have our team camp. But we have ours right at the end of spring football. Okay, gotcha. And t- t- team camp, you guys, like you guys, do you, you, do you do spring scrimmages against like other schools, other teams? Yeah, or, so it's like, – it, okay. it can kind of be set up. However, this year we brought in three teams um, and kind of just – had sessions basically so we'd basically have a, a team run session then a team play a, a team pass and draw session and then kind of a team session and then on the third day or second or third day of camp then we kind of did a move the ball against each team and, and more like of a scrimmage look so we got to kind of hit everything okay. with it I got you I got you very cool that's cool yeah that was something that when I started recruiting outside of Texas um, yeah, because in Texas, obviously nobody plays anybody in spring. And then when I started recruiting Louisiana and Alabama, I was like, "Y'all, are, hold on, y'all, are, yeah, y'all actually playing somebody? Like, what? That's crazy. That's nuts to me." And then uh, it's been cool recruiting wise. I get to go watch them and play in a real game setting. It's pretty sweet. But but yeah, I think that's I think that's pretty that, that's pretty cool. I was curious how Oklahoma did it. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, you know one of the coolest parts, obviously, other than getting our kids a bunch of reps, but we went against a team that's uh, from our area, Bigsby High School. Um, and the biggest yeah. thing I got from them is they've got like this big. They had a big stick and put a, gro- a GoPro at the top of it, and had like this little iPad on the bottom of the stick, and they uh-huh. got the best butt shot of offensive line that I've ever seen. I mean, going back to when I was in college, going back to everything. It's the best shot I've ever had. I fell in love with it. Uh, the, the minute they sent it over to us, uh, I was all over our coordinator and our head coach. I was like, whatever we do, we've got to get this. And it was super easy to use. It's, it's one kid that puts the pole in the ground about seven yards behind uh, the offensive line, or I guess probably a few yards behind the quarterback, and we get a super tight, great shot, uh, a butt shot, and it was awesome. So – I'm all over that these next two months. That's my that's my goal to get done by August is get that shot every day in practice. I love it, man. We, that's pretty that's pretty legit, man. We we need to find something like that. Our, our butt shots ain't great either, man. Seriously, we did the like I I like the y'all do the drone stuff. Are y'all messing with? I know not for the butt shot, but just for y'all. Are y'all using a drone at all? Yes, we so got it. We got a drone because so we've got like a end zone camera, but. Uh, I don't know. Our guy has like broke it, like or our kids have broke it like seven or eight times at practice. So they don't like to bring it right. out. So we got a drone, uh, and it'll shoot all of our butt shots when we're uh, outside. So we use that. Um, yeah. It's better than nothing. It's definitely better than the wide shot. Um, but when you're getting it, and and the skill guys want to look at it too, it, you just it sometimes just isn't. Obviously, it's better than nothing. But uh, you can oh, yeah. always wish for more. I think. Oh yeah. Ain't no doubt about it, man. That drone to me has been for like going to high schools and stuff. That's been pretty sweet seeing that whole deal, man. That's that's a really good shot to to see everything, you know. It is. And then we went to me and Walls went to Nebraska a few years ago, and and we tried this at our high school, and and it didn't last very long. But they put like a three sixty cam uh, up up on a big stick as well, and they put it like six yards behind the middle linebacker, and and gave their their linebacker basically a three sixty film. 360 shot um so whenever they went into film they could have a really good tight shot um uh you know for their linebackers so i don't know if they continued using that it was just out there the one day that we watched but it was kind of a cool concept except for 
whoever had to hold it had to be ready because they even had it out right. there. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> I've heard of that. That's pretty legit. That's the That's awesome stuff, cool. I guess, when you got, you know, 64 guys to help you, you film practice, you know, but when you got to coach both sides of the ball and, and then break down all the film, it, it gets to be a little <laughs> bit like, man, that this sure seemed a lot cooler when all the other people were, were breaking this down. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Ain't no doubt about it. When you got to do it, I was like, oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need that no many. Doubt. We don't need that many clips. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no doubt. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Coach, kind of how we always roll through this is, is you know, we've obviously been uh, recording, and, and but, uh, you know, how we always like to start off with coaches is uh, kind of have you give your football background, your, your football story, uh, you know, as it is uh, from, you know, playing yeah. days to coaching, kind of how that brought you to where you are now. So, I'm, you know, first off, I really appreciate you guys having me on, reaching out, man. It, it means a lot. You guys, I've listened to a few of y'all's, you know, podcasts on the road and stuff, and it's, it's been really good. I think y'all are doing a, a really good job. Seriously, it's a, it's a cool deal to listen to. So I'm uh, I'm very thankful you guys reaching out and, uh, and me being on. Um, but about me, just background-wise, um, you know, I, I grew up in Fort Worth, Texas, and uh, I played uh, Cleburne High School just uh, 30 minutes south of Fort Worth there, played quarterback for a guy named Phil Young. And uh, when I met Phil Young, I knew I wanted to be a coach. That that really is what inspired me. You know, I, I, I grew up in a uh, uh, single-parent home, and um, I, I gravitated. Uh, the father figures in my life were my coaches. You know, I really gravitated to that. So I, I was in love with sports. I freaking – basketball was my first love. I, you know, I just – shoot, I was – five eight so I it, that really didn't have a future in it but, but uh uh so <laughs> I I uh I thought there were some more uh, opportunities in football but I I fell in love with but when I got to high school I just fell in love with Texas high school football just God just everything about it and so anyway when I when I met coach Young which is my junior year um I I uh I knew this man this is what I want to do I want to be a coach like that's what I and I was fortunate to kind of have that just just uh I guess uh, I don't know, what you, you know, you call it, but just kind of that 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 drive to be a coach so early. I kind of knew it, the profession I wanted to go into, so it really allowed me to have direction, you know, in my life going forward. And um, so I went to college. Uh, ended up at uh, there's only one school in America, man, that, that gave me a, uh, a scholarship. There's not a lot of schools in America in the market for a five eight quarterback. So uh, <laughs> there's only one school, and a guy named a guy named John Hevener, who's actually at uh, Southeast Oklahoma there. And Durant, um, he, he's uh, at the time he was the head coach at Dort College in Sioux Center, Iowa. Man, yeah, found me. Yeah, we, I was the. Oh we, yeah, uh, we we started the program, man. It was crazy. <laughs> so, uh, the, my claim to fame is I, I led Dort College to their first win ever in college football, man. Ever <laughs> that was the only one of the year. <laughs> our good buddy, our good buddy, uh, went to Dort. Ben, ben Dixon. Ben yeah. Dixon. Yeah. Ben Dixon was my Ben Dixon was a quarterback with me, man. We were in the same room. You know Ben? <laughs> right. Oh yeah. He uh he that's coached it. here at Broken Come Arrow on. with me for uh, a couple yeah, of years. That's back right. in Dort now. He th- that's that's right. He told me that. That's right, man. Ben's my guy, man. We still keep in touch every now and then, man. I <laughs> yeah, think he's, he's, great, he's back dude. up there in Dort VA now or something or Yeah, he's coaching up there, man. Yeah, Ben Ben's my guy. He was he was the guy I mean, he kept everything he kept because I was always real like probably too serious and he's the one that always like <laughs> drew me back and like, I kept it light you know like hey man chill the hell out like it's okay like you know you're all right you know just he made a joke or something to make it light you know he uh he's all that's I, I didn't put that together man that's uh yeah he's a he's a good guy we we yeah we 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 talked um 
couple months ago, actually, you know, we just messaged each other, but, um, but yeah, so I, I was up there and I decided, man, it's too cold in Iowa. I wanted to get back to Texas. <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. so I transferred to, to Hardin Simmons, a great division three school, learned from, you know, one of the best Jimmy Keeling there uh, was the head coach there, man. He uh, had a ton of knowledge. And then, uh, you know, I wasn't really getting, you know, an opportunity to play there. And, and uh, so I wanted to, I wanted to play. That's, that's my deal. I wanted to play. Uh, I uh, wanted to get on the field. So I uh, decided to transfer to Sol Ross State University uh, in Alpine, Texas, which is 90 miles from the Mexican border. And the closest Walmart's an hour and a half away. And uh, we, had, we had a Dairy Queen and a Subway out there. about all we had. And no stoplight. And uh, it is literally football and – that's all you can do. That's football is cool. That's all you're doing out there. Ain't nothing else to do. Um, and so that was a uh, – I transferred out there, and one of the deals when I transferred out there, I told the head coach, Wayne Schrader at the time, that I, I, when I'm done playing, I, I want to coach. Hmm. And so I, came, I went out there. I was a starting quarterback there for, for that season and, and uh, learned a lot. I met a lot of great people, and they, they gave me an opportunity. And then that spring – I became the quarterback's coach, uh, and I was actually coaching my first offense ever to coach in. We brought in an offensive coordinator with an old-school cat, and he was running. Uh, he wanted me to learn the uh, John Jenkins stuff back from Houston, like, the, you know, the flex bone, turn back protection, and throwing it all over the yard out of that stuff, and what he was doing with Andre Ware back in Houston. There you go. And, uh, yeah, so I, I got – yeah, I got – he gave me a book and said, read it and study it and, you know, learn it. I was like, holy crap. And, uh, <laughs> And so I, I've never coached quarterbacks in, in, in that or been in a, that type of system. And um, and so I ran the flex bone in junior high. That's about all I had, but we didn't throw whatever. So, uh, but, but yeah, so, so he, uh, he let me take cues in that. And then about midway through, he kind of, he just, this, you know, older guy just decided to turn it over to me. He said, Hey man, I don't, I, you know, it ain't for me. You know, you, you call it whatever. And I'm like, Holy crap. And so I, I uh, you know, we started running like the tempo flex bone, man. Like midway through the spring, <laughs> it was, it was, it was interesting because I, I knew I wanted to play fast. And uh, anyway, so we um, we did that, and and uh, and, and after after that, I, I got those heat job at a very young age, there at Sol Ross in in the summer, and uh, coached there for a year in in 2012, and then I got the OC job at East Texas Baptist University there in Marshall, Texas. I was there for three years from 13 to 16. Um, and then that last year in 16, uh, I was promoted to, to, to be the head coach there whenever uh, Josh Ergel, our head coach, took off to be the O-line coach at Austin P. I got the head job for a year and then uh, blessed to get the opportunity here at Southern, uh, Southern Miss um, after that. And I've been here. This is going on my, my third season. So um, blessed to be a coach, love being a coach, uh, had a lot of guys inspire me along the way. And, uh, you know, a lot of guys did a lot of things to, to impact my life. And so that's what got me in the game. Obviously, love football, but uh, a lot of got a lot of mentors along the way. You know, really poured into me, and I want to give back to the game in that regard too. To to my guys, that's kind of the background, boss. <laughs> Coach, man, I, I love the, the stories of the guys. You know that 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 kind of you know work your way up. It, it's 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 always the you know I, I I think it's the most interesting stories because you know you're you're working through the ranks, whether it's NAIA, you know, Division three. You're, you're in in West Texas in the middle of nowhere, you know, and then you're in, in East Texas, you know, maybe in the, in the middle of nowhere, but. It was you know, just about, it was a slight upgrade. We had a, we had a, we had a Walmart in Marshall. So that was an upgrade. <laughs> that was an upgrade. <laughs> so if you got a Walmart and you, you got some place where you can go and, you know, you, you pick up anything you need to pick up, that is a big upgrade. Um, 
I'm, I'm always fascinated, you know, what, what kind of, what kind of drives you, you know, you talk about the, the love of football, uh, you know, and just kind of knowing what, what's the, the light at the end of the tunnel, what's kind of the carrot that's getting dangling in front of you. I mean, is that something you're focusing on or is that something where it's like, you know what, dude, I'm, I'm just happy where I'm at. And, uh, and there's, there's awesome people that I can learn from and there's awesome people that I do get to coach, but, you know, is it, is it kind of just the, the day-to-day, you know what, I don't, I don't even care where I'm at and what I'm doing, I, I just love ball? Or, you know, is it that kind of light at the end of the tunnel? It's like, you know what, I'm going to put in my time here, and, and I think that there's going to be some awesome opportunities for me on the horizon. Yeah, I think, I think you know, going back to like earlier, like when, when I kind of got the itch to coach when I met uh, Coach Phil Young, um, who's now a, uh, the head coach of Port Worth Arlington Heights there in, in, in the Metroplex. Like, I was just blessed, man. I think God put, just put it on my heart, man, that, like, just bless me with a passion to want to, to want to coach and, and be a part of the game. And like, there's just something like, you know, and, and so really what drives me, man, is number one, I want to, when, like it, when it's all said and done, you know, we all have career aspirations and things like that. There's, there's no denying that. I think we all, you know, have those in this profession. We all want to, you know, be the best at, at what we do. It's like I, like in recruiting now, you know, where I'm at now, like I, that's one thing I tell all the, all the guys I'm recruiting, like, you know, hey, you want to you want to play in the NFL one day, and and they say no. I'm kind of like, all right, well, next, you know. But but uh, <laughs> yeah. but the, the, the reason but the reason why is because I want them to want to be the best. They're like, yeah, coach, I do. Well, great. That that tells me that kid wants to be the best at what he does. So we all want to be the best at what we do and want to compete. But you know, at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, I just I want to be. What drives me is I want to be a positive role model and have a positive impact on young men's lives like and that's not just a cliche something that I, I I um you know just say like that's something I really want to do because I think there's a lot of kids that were like me that did not have that father figure and, and God bless my mom man like she was the lady like she knew nothing about football like when I would throw a touchdown pass she would tell my aunt like Hey, Scotty had a great day. He 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 hit a home run today. Like seriously, like that. Like seriously, like that. I'm like, mom, like my God, like this is football. Like it's it's a touchdown. You know, I you know, but God bless you. Know, she would do anything for me. Like when I come home from from college in the summer and I needed somebody to throw to, I literally sometimes didn't have anybody to throw to. She'd go in the backyard and do her best to catch catch a football. I'd just try not to hit her in the face with it. You know what I mean? Seriously, she would go back there and 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 do that. So she was kind of my you know my everything, but. When I, you know, being being, you know, in that in that environment, you know, I think there's a lot of kids that they may not even have a mom to to, to go home to. They may be living with a sister, or a grandparent, or whatever it is, or it might be a single parent situation. Um, and I want them to 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 know that man, you know, that it, that has been done before. Like some somebody's come out of a either a tough situation or a, a kind of odds against you situation and they've made it and you can do that too. And I, I just want to be a positive influence in that. And, and uh, this is how we're going to have to work to get there. This is, if you, if these are your goals then we're going to have to work to, to, uh, to attain those goals and here's the things that we have to do, but I just want to be a positive role model and a positive impact on the guys I'm around daily. Um, and that's what drives me, man. And I freaking love ball. Like I love football. I love, the X's and O's portion of it, I love just the 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 how it takes every piece of the puzzle to come together from nutrition to weight room to culture to recruiting in the college ranks, obviously, 
to uh, the fundamentals, the details, and how all that pieces together to to shape and mold a team. That fires me up, man. And 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 then seeing that flip program, seeing that that's I love. I love you know I was I've been blessed to be a part of flipping one program in my career so far, and and that it was like the coolest thing ever. And that that's really exciting. But but I just man, I just it's all about to me just every day bringing it and having a passion every day. Like you, you, I, I know that I'm making an impact, you know, on my guys daily, whether positive or negative. And I've, I've got to make sure that I bring it every day for those guys. And I want to make sure I leave a positive impact on them. And that's, that's what drives me. That's what fires me up. I think you hear a lot of, of, of high school coaches and, and I'm probably one of them that talk, you know, about how we love to impact kids' lives. And it's a time where we're around them a lot and uh, they're at a young age. And so we definitely have a chance to be a role model for these kids because they are at a young age because we do uh, see them so much every day. Uh, we're at the college level. They're a little, they're a little older and, and there's rules behind seeing them. But on the flip side of that, I think, I think at college it's um, – a lot of these kids are completely away from their home. Uh, so Absolutely. even if they have parents at home, um, they don't have them most of the time when they're over at college. So um, while it's a different impact maybe because they're a little bit older and, and, and a few different things, you don't see them as much. It's almost just no as big of an impact because you're helping them uh, when they're all by themselves, when, when it's time for them to really make – grown-up choices uh you guys are the ones the college coaches uh, if they'll take it seriously um you know because I've had some that that have and, and some that didn't and you can really tell the ones that care and and you can yeah. call them up at, at any time and they'll give you actual advice outside of football and um yeah. you know it, it's different but it's still like you said is a uh, you can make a huge impact at the college level because um you've taken yeah. the kids and you've got them away from their parents no, there's, there's no doubt. I think I think just being a coach, no matter what level it is, I think you can you can have a lasting impact. But I think kids, it's like you just said, I think that kids and and I did it too. I, I knew the coaches. I, I, I you the kids can see through who some like they're not they're not dumb at all. Kids are very smart and they can see through yes. the guys that really want to help and the guys that are genuine in that and the guys that are man, look, I just I I just want to use this. You know, I just I just want to get this kid to play and be good and then whatever, you know, try to get my next job or whatever the case might be. You know, I, I had coaches in college that were like, man, I know this dude really – he could give two craps about me. Let's just be real about it. You know, he really doesn't care. He's just about either, you know, winning ball games and moving on or whatever he's about, you know. And then I had some coaches that were like, man, this, this guy really cares about me, you know. And, I, and, and that's something to me, like, I cherish the calls, texts, tweets, you know, all that stuff from, like, former players that are, like – like, I call I, – I, I talked to one of my receivers the uh, the other day that I hadn't talked to in a couple of years, and he's like, man, Coach, oh, this is good to hear your voice, man. And I'm like, dude, it's good to hear your voice. And we're just, like – it just fired up. Like, man, it's good to hear from you, man. Like, that stuff to me, like, that shit, like, fires me up, jacks me up. And you're absolutely right. You can make – I think high school coaches during – like, to me, that's probably the biggest impact you can make because you're such a critical time in those guys' lives. And that's, that's where, I mean, the biggest impact that was made on me was in high school through, through Coach Young and, and his staff and, and everything. But I do believe, just like you said, man, when you, they, they get to college. These guys, they don't, they don't – mom and dad aren't there to wake them up. You know, they're on their own. And you've got to foster and help those guys along. And I think, I think the coaches that do that, I think they make lasting impacts. And I think those guys, you know, in the long run, appreciate that and they build those relationships. And I, th I think 
I think those kids play harder for a coach like that, that, that you know, at the college ranks who knows the kids. But if it's uh, a lot of times in the college ranks, you see you see some guys that, and it's just like you know, hey man, you know this, you know, I'm not going, you know, help you help you figure out where the science building is or where that stuff is. You better just show up on time to practice, do your work, let's go. And, um, and I'm not saying that doesn't work for some, but I, I just I want to I want to be more than that, man. To me, it's more more than just football because we're we're impacting young men, we're impacting their lives wherever we can lie to ourselves and say we're not, we are. And I want to make sure that, you know, uh, I'm, I'm a positive influence in that and, and helping a kid be successful in life and in football. I like what you said about, you know, kids being smart and being able to, to sniff that stuff out. I mean, you put yourself in their shoes. I mean, you, you've talked about it when you were a player and, you know, coach Harper's been there. I've been there. I mean, you, you just know almost like instantly, whether it's a teacher or, or a coach, I mean, you, you know the ones that are in it for the right reasons and the ones that care or the ones that are fake. And it's, it's so amazing right. to see, see some of the, those, the coaches that, you know, either they, they can't see it or they won't see it or, you know, it doesn't matter to them. It's, it's just sad. Yeah. And, I, and I, just hate right. it. I just hate it that maybe, you know, they, they don't listen to the players enough or, or don't take that input because, you know, kid, kids these days, I mean, they're, they're super smart. I mean, they – <laughs> that's right <laughs> they can pick that stuff up now man they're they're so dang educated and they, and they're you know they they can find out stuff about you and, and know stuff about you that I mean I, I think you got to be genuine if you want to win in today's game you have to I agree tenfold with that because especially like social media has a whole nother element so I mean kids are gonna kids are gonna know about you find out about you and like you like I believe 100% what you just said man like if you're not genuine with these cats I mean they're gonna they're gonna they're not they're gonna play for you I mean, they, that bottom line, they ain't going to play for you. I mean, if, if, you, if, if you're if you a very prideful person, it's all about you, 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 and it's not about the kids. And it's just like anything, it's funny, man. Just get like, if you're not a servant, you're not willing to die to self and, and, and put others before you and really do that, especially the kids, the players, you know, man, the kids are not going to play for you, you know, and I don't think you're going to have success that way. Um, but, but I think genuineness is something they crave and, and something they, they want and, you know, if if you're genuinely a freaking a hole, then guess you know what? They're still probably gonna follow that because that's who you are. You know what I mean? Like that's that's you. <laughs> if if you're genuinely a freaking uh, you know, a, a nice guy and and uh, you know, this is how you act daily and stuff, they're, they're gonna follow that. But you're right, kids see through it now more than ever. Coach, you've you've touched a little bit on recruiting, but it's kind of I'm always kind of curious, especially about recruiting receivers at, at, at the uh, the level that you're at. Um, obviously, it's easy to go out recruit the guys that that look the part and run the four three forties and and all of that's easy. Okay, I'm going after that guy. Obviously, so is so is everybody. But what I've seen just at at uh, several schools, obviously, is is those receivers that um, didn't necessarily look the part, weren't highly recruited out of out of high school, and then they go on and, and they have these blow-up careers, especially uh, wide receivers, in my opinion. I'm sure there's tons of them, but just it's what I saw. You know, when I was at Houston, it was um, Patrick Edwards, who was not recruited at all, you know, walk-on and was one of the biggest stars at our school. I think a guy at Southern Miss was uh, Casey Martin. He transferred from Houston, but <laughs> yeah. a, a small, short kid that – um, they didn't really give him a chance at Houston, and and he, you know, he balled out like you said at, at Southern Miss for you guys, and and uh, you see uh, tons of guys like that. We sent a kid to Montana um, at, at receiver, and and he's he's you know blown up, and he's doing unbelievable for my high school. So 
Uh, obviously, I know you're, you coaches, receivers, you're looking for the 6'4 guys that, that are, are speed, you know, speedsters, and, and all that's really easy. But um, what are some of those maybe intangibles that you're looking for when you're, when you're trying to bring on one of those kids that aren't highly recruited, but you're thinking, man, I think this guy is going to be – he's going to be a dude uh, at the college level. No, no doubt. There's uh... – at the receiver spot, man, there's so it's and it's so hard, guys. I mean, there's so many nowadays with seven on seven and all this stuff. I mean, there's so many good quarterbacks, receivers, and it's so hard to dissect. Like, okay, who who like projecting this guy to be a great college football player? Because there's so like, and it's hard. Like, you, I can't tell you how many times I've just ran across a, a dude's film and just interacted with a guy, and then. You know, he runs a 4940, and it's like, God, I got to bring that to my head coach and sell that. It's really, really hard. But I'll tell you what, man, like, to me, the like, there's just, it's kind of like quarterbacks. Like, there's just the it about them. You know, there's there's a certain, like, I call it, what I call, I call it that dog. They got to have that dog in them. You know what I mean? Like, that, 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 like, when you meet them and when you see them play, they got like a, they ain't got that finesse, pretty boy mindset. It's that, it's that, that that willingness and that desire to be freaking good. You just see it in her eyes, man. Like we we just had a kid that, you know, he just got her this summer, man. I freaking look at that dude's eyes. I'm like, hey man, like you want to are you good? Like you want to beat me up or something? Are we good? Like, you know, like every day, man, he's got the look on his face. But you know, but that's that's a good thing. I like that. But sometimes I gotta make sure he ain't trying to whoop me or something. But uh uh but man, we 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 want I want that guy that's got that dog mentality. One thing like at all these camps, you know, that guy that you know, at the end of that camp, man, he is just tongue dragging. He's got a, you know, his, his camp shirt is just filled with dirt, and he just keeps taking ready. You know, you got these long lines of receivers. You got 4,800 receivers at these camps, and you know that guy that just keeps getting up there and going and getting after it, man. The guys who are hungry, though, that's the ones to me, you know, that really separate themselves. That show, obviously, they got to have a certain level of ability, but when you show that dog and that that freaking that that just hard nosed. Uh, mentality, man. Like to me, when you combine that with some talent, I think you got a chance to be special at the college level. Because this is a, this is a, at the college level, as you guys know, this is a very difficult game that that, that we play, and, uh, and 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 you've got to got to have a certain element to you, man, where um, you've got that that hard edge about you. And I think another thing is it's hard, and this is hard to judge too. And I think this is being around a kid and, and really seeing him in person too work is, you know, receivers that have a high football IQ, guys that just know how to get open, you know, and that's something we look for at Southern Miss. We got really four standards of, you know, how we kind of judge receivers and and, uh, and how we judge them even in our room too. You know, how we – you know, I, I tell guys this is how I'm going to rank our guys to play depth chart. One, two, three is, you know, number one, you got to block. Number two, you got to get open. Number three, you got to catch the ball. Number four, you got to score. You got to make plays. It's that, it's that simple, man, and we break it down that simple. And a guy to me that has that knack, of just getting open. He knows how to find leverage. He knows how to find grass. He knows how to work. I mean, that guy is invaluable, man. And he may not be a 4-4, four, four, but he might be 4-7. But that guy knows how to get open. That that cat's going to have a lot of success. And so that's that's something I look for is kind of that having that dog mentality and then, and then guys that have a high football IQ, man, that just have that knack of knowing how to get open and work his stems, work – sticking his toe in the dirt, working his head knot at the top of his route, whatever it is, that guy's got kind of that, that just that savviness, man. Those two, you know, combinations to me, then you combine that with some talent, you know, just some natural ability with speed, foot quickness. You know, I think that kid's got a chance to be pretty special. 
Coach, that's awesome. I, I love all those those attributes. Um, you know, some of the, that competitiveness too. You talked about the guys that, you know, they're they're not scared to to go against the best. You know, I I loved the guys when you were when I was breaking down kids too. Is, you know, give me your, your yeah your best game film, but I wanted to see them against the best players they went up against. So like that's asking right. asking them, hey, you know, who is the best dude you went up against, and then I wanted to see how he competed. You know, did you show up in those big games? Not, you know, did you put up 300 yards against nobodies? So I, th- I think that's that's a huge thing. And then I, you also touched on, like, that kind of that work ethic and wanting to run all those routes. You know, did, does, I had a coach tell me one time, he's like, hey, does he have his cleats in his car? You know, does he always got his cleats? With him? Does he always, always want to, you know, does he want to play pickup ball now? Does he want to go run routes right now? So I'm, a couple right. of, I'm thinking of those stories as you're talking about those wideouts because I'm like, those are the dudes you want. <laughs> You know, the guys that aren't scared to work and the guys that aren't scared to go up against somebody. That's right. That's right. As, and it's funny, man, like as as a receiver, you know, receiver coach and, and being out wide out, there's a certain like group of guys that, you know, that they're worried about. Like, you know, when I it's kind of, you know, when I first, you know, some places I've coached, like there's a sense of, hey, coach, you, are you going to take care of me? And I'm like, well, what the hell are you talking about? Take care of you. Of course I'm going to take care of you. I'm going I'm I'm to freaking – I'm gonna work my ass off for you, man. I'm gonna do whatever I can to get you to, to be to be the best you can be and stuff. And no, no, because I mean, you gonna take care of my legs, man. You gonna take care of my legs. And I'm, you know, and 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 I understand that, like guys, I ain't gonna be, you know, can't be stupid with them running, you know, 110 yard sprints the day before a game or something stupid. But like at the end of the day, man, I don't want a bunch of guys around me like that that's worried about, a, you know, me. My definition of me taking care of you as a player is you being prepared to play, and I'm gonna prepare you to play by pushing, making practice. I've always believed this. You know, this is something that just, that you, you know, to the day I die, man, is, is I'm going to roll with it, man. Practice is like Michael Jordan, man. Practice has got to be harder than the game. And so, like, our practices, man, are not easy. And I want our – I don't want to be the nice, cool coach at practice. I want them to freaking <laughs> hate me. I want them to freaking – I want them to hate life. And and I, and I ask – I'm being – I'm exaggerating, man. I want to have right. fun and go, go make some plays. But, man, I, I don't want practice to be a walkthrough, man. I want it to be – Harder than the game, so Saturday's easy. That's the way, you know, I tell them all the time. And so you got this you, – but you've got kind of a – there's a group of skill guys kind of mindset where it's kind of take care of my legs. So kind of – no, I want that guy, like you said, has got his cleats in his car. like, Coach, you say when, drop that dang ball, and let's play some ball. Anyone, anytime, anywhere, let's go. You know, that's the mindset that, that, that I'm looking for. Not just receivers, we're looking for all positions, but, you know, especially wideouts. We don't want that finesse guy's like, you know, Coach, kind of take care of me here, take care of me there. Like, look, man. You, you, I'm, I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to get you ready to play on Saturday, and uh, and that's you know that's that's the mindset of the guys we want, man. Coach, Coach, you guys have put up a ton of ton of points, ton of yards too. I know, uh, you know, don't know a, t- a ton about you know a lot of what you guys do specifically on offense, but what do you think kind of you know that's been attributed to you guys? You know, kind of putting up the you know those machine like numbers. I know at a bunch of the places you've been. What what have you kind of attributed that to with with maybe kind of your style, your play calling style, or or how you install it, how you teach it? What have been some of the kind of the you know have to give us all the dirt, but maybe what are a couple secrets? Yeah, I I think I don't think it's what we do. I think it's how we do it, and I'm really big into that. I really believe that. I, I think don't I think there's some guys, I think guys out there doing innovative stuff, and I think that uh you know I think everybody's looking for that 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 schematic uh edge you know and and i think you know i think i think we do some good things i think we do some things that might not a lot of people do and you know that's all good and grand but i think it's more of not what but how we did things and i think that um 
you know, we didn't coach offense like a typical offense, if that makes sense. We coached with a defensive mentality, man. We It was a hard edge. It was uh, it was a ton of accountability. Um, you know, I thought some of the drills, the, some of the drills that we do, um, you know, for instance, you know, the, 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 dr- the drill that uh, kind of, you know, we're known for at Sergeant Sol Ross and just is, is what we call perfect plays, and we do it every day. And it's, uh, it's, it's one of those, the whole, the, the offense is going on there, and I'm a big believer at tempo, you know, spread offense that's, that's uh, you know, based on rhythm and timing. You know, you got to be able to execute that on air before you can execute against the defense. And so uh, we were always big on um, doing this drill where we were moving the ball on air and every single coach is watching their position. And if, uh, if we don't snap the ball within 12 seconds, we had a timer on it. We had to snap the ball in 12 seconds. Um, and then every single position coach watched their position. If there was a bust, misassignment, a, a wrong step, uh, if the quarterback looked the wrong way first, whatever it was, we were, we up down, you know, and, and it wasn't like we up down 10, you know, we, we hit it like the first infraction, you know, we hit it like two quick ones and it's the whole offense now, the entire offense. So the guys on the sideline are dialed in too. Um, and so that was a, that, that just that mentality of attack style um, was, was very, very big for us. We kind of had a back down from nobody type mentality, you know, and, and that was something I think our guys, really cling to and, 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 but they were trained that way. It wasn't something we just talked about. It's something that we did every day in practice and, and we grinded, you know, we, we grinded, uh, we worked really hard um, with that. But I think uh, from a schematic standpoint, uh, being able to um, be on the same page from, I think it all starts, you know, I'm a big believer in uh, something I learned, you know, going back to Jimmy Keelan and Harden Simmons and something I'll take with me in my coaching career is a, a four-way test that we live by. And that's, you know, coaches believing in coaches, coaches believing in players, players believing in players, and players believing in coaches. And I think so. I think everything starts with coaches believing in each other first. And so that staff room's got to get right. I thought we did a great job of being on the same page and everybody understanding that while you may have a great idea and this other coach has a great idea, those are great ideas. Let's find a way to, to settle on something and let's call it this and let's all talk the same language. I thought we talked the same terminology. I didn't think we had an offense that was scattered everywhere to where one guy's calling this you know, a, a bucket step and the other guy's calling it a, uh, a 12 inch step or whatever it might be. You know, we were all calling it the same thing. Everything was synonymous. And so the kids pick up on that. The kids listen to that. They hear that. And so they buy in. And so I think that was really critical. And then you get into the schematics of it. I think we were very multiple while also being simplistic, if that makes sense. So being able to, uh, you know, be, diverse make make we we were able to make the defense you know think we were running a ton of different things and it looked crazy like this is this is a completely different deal or this is a this is different when really for us it's the same and so and especially with the quarterback keeping his programming as consistent as possible because he's the guy you know pulling pulling the pulling the, the strings back there and he's the guy he's our point guard you know he's, he's dribbling the ball at the court and dishing it dishing it out dispersing the ball where it needs to go and, uh, you know, he's the guy that's got a um, – he's got a lot on his plate. He's the face of your program. He's got people telling him he ain't good enough, telling him he's, he's too good, telling him he's this and that, the other. And so he's got to be the guy that, to me, you don't, um, you know, overload. You know, I've never, I, 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 I'm going to put – it's a very quarterback-dependent offense, but we're not going to overload him to, to where um, he's playing slow and thinking too much. You know, we want his progression and his programming to be really consistent. And so I think – 
you know, coupling those things in, having the buy-in from the coaching staff first, trickle down to the buy-in from the players, and uh, and we're, we we had and we recruited our tail off, man. To be honest with you, and we we had really good players, and and we were able to to have success. Coach, I think that's something that can be really, really difficult, and it's so important, like you said, just to have the the same terminology across the board. And I would assume uh, probably even more difficult at times in in big colleges uh, like yours because there's been – I'm sure you guys have got a, a conglomerate of coaches that have been at, at all great big programs and, and assistant coaches like yourself that have been head coaches and, um, uh, you know, assistant coaches that have been coordinators, and they've all got their ways to say it. and and to be able to, um, you know, kind of put that ego or whatever you want to call it aside uh, and, and have everyone get on the same page can be, I would assume, uh, just even from seeing it in high school, fairly difficult. But uh, if you can get that done, like you said, the kids realize it, the coaches realize it, and everything's just so much more clear. Uh, I've been at some practices, like you said, even with a step or what they're calling it, you know, uh, one guy calls it an out, the other one calls it a push, the other one calls it a fan. And the kid, right. uh, you know, he's like, oh, I, I fanned it. And the coach, no, you should have outed it. But if you go and really look at all of it, it was all the exact same meaning. Uh, and so it's taken so much more uh, away from getting better because uh, we're not talking – we're saying the same thing but with different words. No doubt. They're exactly right. And that's and that's like, and you're absolutely right. That's one thing transitioning from uh, the Division three level to the Division one level that's that's difficult is you know you've got guys that have been at big time programs and and done things a certain way and and, and here's the deal too and and in college football it's crazy man the, the you know coaches leaving year in year out and you know obviously you know since i've been here in southern miss i mean the staff has completely changed i mean we i mean from assistant coaches the coordinators i mean it's it's just uh it's just how it's just the world we live in man it's every year coaches are moving and shaking and and uh so at the end of the day you know, you're you've got this terminology, and you've got you know this going on that a new coach comes in, and so you, that that's what a lot of our conversations consist of. And we, I mean, we had several of those conversations today, actually. You know, even you know in our office staff meeting about you know, hey, what are we calling this route? Okay, you want to call it this? Okay, I'll call it this, coach. What do you what do you want me to call it? Okay, we're gonna call it this. Okay, good. You know, and and I, I'm one of those guys. I would rather be you know I'm I'm gonna you know speak my mind on what I think we should call it or what I've called it in the past or what might be used for the kids but that that coordinator you know that guy making the, the calls wants to call it that we're, we're, I'm I'm rolling we're, we're getting on the same page and doing that because I'm all about being on the same page and I think that's where a lot of guys like you said a lot of pride and egos got to get you know hey you got to lay it at the side for the betterment of the group and I think you know that that also ties into another reason why I think we we're successful was this you know the simplicity with complexity we were talking about well you know, we can't do everything under the under the moon, man. You know, I wanted to be narrowed down to six base runs and six base uh, drop back pass concepts. And we had several coaches. I had a coach at ETBU that had been with Hal Mummy in the air raid, and man, he he had a wealth of knowledge in, in the in the pass game. And I had a you know several O line coaches that were you know had been a bit had played at the University of Texas, had played at Texas A and M, had played at big places where they did a lot of things. And everybody wants to do more, and and I had to be the bad guy. I mean, I, I had to be the guy that. Was, you know, that said, hey, man, look, chill out. Okay, I love the idea, but, hey, we, we can't we can't do everything, guys. We got to – I don't want to be, uh, you know, just average at everything and, and a master of none. I want to be – I want to I want to hang our hat on some things. And I think that's how you're really good on offense when you're able to hang your hat on, whether it's inside zone power, whatever it is up front, whatever it is in the past game, this is who we are. 
I think you look at the you look at college football. It's hilarious, and we talk about this a lot. Look at look look at college football. Who who leads? You know the country in yards and things like that. Not one of them is an offense where there's gray area. Meaning sometimes they're like pro style. Sometimes they're spread. So that you don't really know what they are. The majority of them are on one end of the spectrum or the other. They're they're freaking either the dang flex bone, you know, running or running pro style, freaking pounding mm-hmm. you doing deal. Or they're freaking Washington State, Mike Leach, throwing it around, you know. Or they're spread, you know, like Oklahoma's spread, and they're freaking going to – you know, they're going to have some run game in there, but they're going to throw the ball too, you know. So, you know, it, to, to me, it's it's it, the best offenses are the ones that, man, they they have a vision. They have a, 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 a structure. They have a uh, standard of what who they are and what they are, you know. And I think that's what's important, you know. And then it's – you got to have a bunch of guys in the room that, that died itself, and they – all right, this is for the betterment of the group, and and uh, they understand how important that is to be on the same page terminology wise, and to not overload the kids with too many plays or too many too many call tags, you know. Coach, is that something that you guys get a chance to uh, sit down and talk with your defensive staff as well, or or is it only offense? You know, probably uh, if you would look at it, I would assume everyone would just in the best world like to call everything the same throughout the whole staff. But is that something that uh, is feasible at the college level? Is is it something you guys sit with the defense and say, whatever we call, uh, I don't know anything about coverages, but stubby, we all call it stubby, or we all call it, uh, you know, <laughs> match or whatever, or is it something that they kind of call it their thing and you guys have your own thing that you call coverages in, in your office? Yeah, we, 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 we typically call it our own stuff. So, like, okay. the you know, defense might call it cover, you know, what you know, three three cloud, we might call it roll three or whatever, you know, sky three, whatever it might be. So yeah, we typically do it like that. Um, there is a, it's it's funny that there's a couple of coverages though, or fronts that they call that we kind of we've kind of adopted to make it easier communication wise, and especially if it's something unique that they do, and, and hmm. vice versa, something unique we do that they'll they'll adopt. But a lot of times, man, it's it's uh it's kind of you know what we call you know what we call it. Hey, I was, I was just going to ask you, you know, it's funny you were saying that because, I mean, you're talking about, you know, Washington State. I mean, if you could ask people, you know, oh, it's Washington State. Oh, yeah, they're the air raid. They run mesh, you know, or it's, you know, it's Oklahoma. <laughs> oh, yeah, they, they run, a, you know, some RPOs and they run a lot of counter GT. I think it's, it's right. fascinating when you say that. I mean, it's not like, you know, a lot of people used to put the, the entire label on it. Oh, they're West Coast offense or, oh, they're this. It's almost like you're, you're exactly right. There, there is a play or, you know, a couple of plays or a series of plays that really define like the best offenses that are out there. And you, when you sit down and no you really start to study it, I mean, you're like, by God, man, these guys are really good at five plays. That's right. That's exactly right. You, you, I just think you, and again, you can't be like, especially in the, to, like, especially this level, really any level. Cause I think defenses are catching up. I really do like high school from, I've watched some high school games. I'm like, dang, this like this defense is freaking they're showing a dang bare front. They're getting the four down front. Like, they're freaking doing a lot of crap. Um, I mean, it's happening all levels. I think de- defensive coordinators are doing a great job of being more multiple, and they're doing a great job of uh, adapting to these, you know, spread offenses and tempo offenses. Um, but I still think at the end of the day, you have got on as an offensive coach and, and as an offense, I think you have got to be – able to hang your hat on a certain amount of things man you have to get good at something you have to have an identity I don't I think if you don't have an identity I think that's I think you're really going to struggle you know and I was 
fortunate enough to like as a player playing an offense where I'm no lie in college we literally one week started out pistol spread option and then about on the bye week we <laughs> saw uh, the Big Twelve. It was when the tempo was getting hot, man. And Texas A&M played Oklahoma State and they were both just tempoing the crap out of each other. And so <laughs> then we started doing yeah, <laughs> then we started doing that and that's that's really why I started doing tempo when I, I first started coaching is because we did it uh as a as a player and i kind of got a taste of it and hell i wish we just did it all the time we when we did it we were just lighting cats up man we were just having fun playing fast and not thinking and just playing ball and uh so that's why i did it as a, as a coach when i first got out um but then the next week we would go to the eye and then at the end of the season we were like running some power eye stuff i mean no lie and so in that whole experience in my life was like you have got to have an identity man you cannot <laughs> fluctuate because because kids never buy into inconsistency. They buy into consistency. And so you've got to have something to hang your hat on, man. I think especially as an offensive uh, coach, I think you, you, you've you got to develop, okay, who are we going to be? And it's all about, to me, repetition. Repetition at what you do and, and, and making sure that that scheme is not one-dimensional, you know, making sure that you're able to attack people in different ways that they give you stuff. But at the end of the day, you've got a couple plays in your offense where you feel good about calling it just about just, uh, against just about anything. And I think the more plays you find like that, you know, that's typically, you know, it's funny. We had a, we had a, at ETBU, we, we had a, uh, we had, you know, what we call kind of basically a menu series and it was hilarious, man. I'd be talking to my guy in the box, we'd be struggling and he would be like, man, just, just, just go back to the, just go back to the menu series and stuff. And I'm, I'm trying all these cute game plan plays and all this crap we came up with and it just freaking ain't working. And then we go back to simple, like freaking, pistol inside zone and it's freaking gash and hit man i'm like oh baby here we go you know what i'm saying like we throw, we throw a freaking bu- you know we throw a freaking bubble out there and we and we we we, we grab 15 20 it's like holy crap man the crap that we've been doing since day one is always the stuff that we end up coming back to that works you know and i just think that kids are confident in it because you rep the crap out of it you believe in it and you're gonna you're gonna be able to play fast and and no matter what they give you you it's, it's gonna be good because you've repped it so much and so I think there is an element of that, man. You know, good offenses hang their hat on something. I, yeah, it's funny. It's a funny segue because that was going to be the, literally the question I was going to ask you. And, and I think it's, it's so important as a coordinator and a play caller, and I'm sure Coach Harp will agree, but, but your day one install to me says literally everything about you as a play caller, as a football coach, as a man, however you want to break it down. But to me, That's that, right. <laughs> that, that day one, dude, it comes down to that. So, like – Run game wise, I mean, obviously, you know, we're going to install power, um, but <laughs> no surprise there, <laughs> right? No surprise there. But you know, I love pass, it, brother. pass game wise, and you said you know something that's going to be good versus a lot of different things. What what's kind of like your your drop back day one install? You know, again, you don't have to tell me all of them, but what's a couple of things like, dude? You know what? We're putting it in, and. and I think it's funny because, you know, one place I was at, the guy was like, well, you know, Bill Walsh always installed 22Z in, and he always installed Hank on the first day. And I'm like, well, yeah, Bill Walsh was seeing cover three. He ain't ever seen the match quarter stuff that we've seen, you know. Hey, no doubt. Ain't so no he's, doubt he, he's putting it in plays. I thought that it's like th- these aren't going to work very well, and they didn't. Right. No no doubt. No doubt. And, I, you know, just just, just so you know, man, this is, this is why I, one reason I love the podcast, man. They want to install run game inside zone and power, baby. We're doing that, man. We're freaking getting <laughs> day, day one, day, day one, baby. All right, we're 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 getting. I'm a bit. I love the one back power, man. So we're 
we're freaking we're, that that would be our you know one of our day one installs, man. But uh, you know, pass game wise, um, you know that that's something that I feel you know good about. It's funny we talked about this today, and it's kind of the, again it goes back to how you do it. Uh, and, and I know it sounds like it's not going to be flashy, whatever, but you know, four verticals. And to me, the way that we the way that we read it and stuff like that, to me, it literally can be good against anything. And there's so many. It to me, four verticals is the in, is the inside zone of the pass game, meaning that there are so many variations of it. There's so many ways that we can do the same thing and keep the quarterback consistent, keep the receivers consistent. And the, the, the way we structured, I think it's, it's literally, it literally can be good against just about, you know, any coverage. Um, the second play I would say is uh Y cross. Uh, y cross is something to me that I, t- I joke, I, I joke, I'm, I'm serious about it. They always laugh at me, but in the receiver room, I look like I'm, and I'm getting jacked up about it. And they're freaking looking at me like I'm like, I'm, I'm a madman, but I'm like, I'm like, fellas, like y'all realize, look at this. If we execute this, like look, look at this. I'm talking about our landmarks, our routes. I'm like, look at this. This is an indefensible play if we execute. Of course, we got to get protection, yada, yada, all that stuff. But this play is indefensible if we freaking run our routes precise and we're in the right spot. How can you defend the entire field? It's impossible. Somebody's going to be open, guys. And they're just like, oh, God. I'm like, it's indefensible. You quote me, I don't care. That's indefensible. You can't defend. Like, but, it, you know, unless you're – I mean, your Joe beats my Joe. I get it, right? But, it's, I mean, there is – we are attacking literally – every area of the field mm-hmm. and someone's going to be open. That's the bottom line. And so, uh, but, but our, you know, so I, I think those two plays are, um, you know, for us are, are, are kind of, you know, things that we feel good about all the time, um, especially the four verticals, the kind of, the kind of the way, you know, reading stuff. And uh, I think that's, I think, I think those two, you know, are the, those are the, those are the bread and butters day one right there. Coach, yeah, when you talk about 11 or, or even 20 personnel stuff and, and you get into the, the one-back power and, 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 you know, marrying that with pin and pull uh, and then in, add inside zone in there, uh, it can just all – all three of those together can just be so deadly, especially now with uh, a quarterback that can, like you say, either RPO or we can uh, read a defensive end. If you've got a quarterback that can do either of those, um, that's – like you said, you've kept it really simple on your guys with three plays, but you've shown a defense, you know, maybe 25, 30 different plays uh, off of those three things, depending on how much stuff you want to do off of those. And, and uh, you know, with even fronts, if you want to marry uh, pin and pull and power together and, and decide on how they want to play the end or you know, play inside zone, and then if you're in 20, you can lock or lead or, or force with the fullback and, and read all the different people you can – lock and RPO off a of pin and pull. There's just so many things the defense would have to get ready for. And like you say, it's it's three plays for us. We get to install it day one. We get really, really good at those. And now, uh, you know, even pin and pull, depending on who pulls for a front, uh, could look, you know, three, four different plays to a defense. And so keeps it simple for That's you right. guys, but and, and allows you to add maybe some some more passing concepts, some more uh, for offensive linemen, some more um, protection uh, you know, ways to do protection, but uh, makes it really, really difficult on a defense. No, there's no, there's no question. And you're sitting over there calling three plays, like you said, you know, and then it's looking, it's looking like different variations and you're putting pixie dust on it with motions and shifts and scatters and sugar huddle and all this. And it's just coming at you from different angles and different ways. I mean, that's all, you know, to me, 
you know, I'm not so convinced that, you know, just over the, the, the course of my, you know, career, just I don't know that finding game plan plays is as important as finding different ways to run your base offense against teams. You know what I mean? Like uh, instead of, you know, running power or running inside zone out of this formation, you know, let's, let's motion to that formation. Let's, let's find, you know, let's find a different way to do it, but it's still the same. I think that stuff to me is uh, just as important as finding, Ooh, you know, this would be a good wrinkle or a good, you know, concept versus this, you know, because chances are, I know when, when I'm in the trenches and I'm, I'm calling it, um, man, we're, we're going, <laughs> we're going to, we're going to stick with what we do the best, <laughs> you know, and we're going to, we're going to stick with those plays that have gotten us there, those plays that have been tried and true. And uh, as opposed to, you know, I, I, again, I go back and laugh at myself sometimes, you know, the crap that I try to draw and put in. And I'm like, what the heck are we doing? You know, just, just, <laughs> let, let, let's just, let's just, let's just do what we do, man. Let's quit, let's quit BSing around, you know, and that's, that's on me. I've, I've done, I've, I've been blessed to have a, a lot of, you know, a few coaches um, uh, to, to reel me in, you know, to where I'm not getting, not getting too crazy out there. <laughs> that's what that's the hardest part I think in the off season or right before season is I'm you know, I'm bored from football you know because no football's going and so I'm right. watching the NFL films and college films and I'm I'm texting my ROC and I'm like we can add this in let's let's try this if we tag this this guy can do this and then uh, he's always in, open to it and then we get there and it's way too much and so I've kind of when it gets closer to uh, spring or season, I've got to put myself on a on a lockdown from not watching too much too much film because I get right. ideas want to do too many things. There ain't no doubt. We got to guard against that too. We, you know, we <laughs> we sit there and watch other teams and we we're studying other teams and and we're you know you you can you can get lost you can get lost in that you you can you can start trying to do way too much. Ain't no doubt. We that's something I think all coaches got to guard against, especially this time of year. You see that stuff on film. It's like, man, the, these guys are just gashing them with this. And and I was always like, well, <laughs> their D coordinator is probably pissed off that they got gashed by that. I bet they practiced that a lot this week. We can't run the same that's, thing, man. That's exactly right. You're you, you're exactly right on that. That that DC, those guys are smart too, man. They ain't gonna sit there and week to week get beat by the same thing. <laughs> I just thought that was one of my favorites. Like, hey, what were the balls? What were the big plays they had? Like, come on, man. That's all they worked on all week. That stuff ain't going to work again, man. And if it does that's work right. with that D coordinator, hell, I could just throw a dart, dart at the dartboard, no matter what play call. Exactly right. You're going to have a good day. That's right. Well, Coach, uh, you know, kind of how we always end these things, and it's always interesting for me, especially when, when uh, you talk to a, a skilled guy coach, but uh, when you're watching another team's offensive line, what's some things they'd be doing that would make you think highly other offensive line coach? Yeah, big things to me that stick out is continuity. Like, are they stepping in unison? And, you know, when you got guys kind of on different levels, you know, that, uh, you know, they're kind of kind of accordion-like, you know, that, 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 kind of, that kind of urged me. But when you see guys stepping in unison and moving as a unit, that really fires me up. And then firing off the ball, I don't care how pretty they are. I don't care if they're 6'7 or 6'8. But when they are stepping in unison and them jokers are firing off the ball low and they are getting vertical movement. When they're, when, they, when I see those guys getting, whether it's through a double team or a single block, whatever it is, taking proper steps together 
and getting vertical movement and just being freaking like pricks, man. When I see those guys that finish blocks, you know, that's what I look for when I recruit old linemen on tape. You guys that finish blocks, guys that are freaking just nasty. But as an offensive line unit, man, continuity, guys stepping together and working together. And you can tell there's communication. You can tell, you know, it's like it's like when, you know, you you got that 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 guard of the slide side and odd front and he doesn't got any work, and then he kind of comes back and helps his center, helps his buddy out, you know, gets a rip shot or something. You know, freaking that stuff jacks me up, man. That's 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 good. That, that's a guy finding work and helping his buddy out. Um, you know, I think that stuff is, is, is big. But guys that are working together in unison, firing off the football low, and just, you know, when I when I get done watching that, I'm like, damn, those, those guys got after their tail, man. They freaking come off the rock, and they're going to hit you in the mouth, man, and they're going to do it together, and they're going to get vertical movement and create a new line of scrimmage. When I see that, that I mean, that's that's a well coached group, and that fire that, that fires me up. Coach, man, you're getting me fired up. I need to hop on a plane and get down to Hattiesburg. Let's do this. <laughs> Come on, man. You're welcome anytime, baby. I'm I'm like I'm downstairs. Just my my wife never turns on the AC upstairs, so I'm downstairs. I'm just chilling in my bar. I'm like hopping around, man. I'm like, let's go. It's, it's getting ready for ball, man. I want to get down to camp. Let's let's get this going. That's right. That's right, bro. That's right, man. You know how it is, man. It starts with those big boys up front. I've always, I've always, I've always believed that, man. That's something we believe in, man. Those, those big boys up front, man. That's where everything starts. Well, coach, man, super appreciate you coming on. I know it's a, it's, it's always a busy time to be a college coach. Uh, you know, especially with, you know, the moving up all the, the timelines on you guys recruiting now. I mean, hell you can do sure. official visits and stuff in the summer and, and I know that your time's precious, man. So for you to, to take an hour or two out of your day and, and, you know, listen to the podcast or come on the podcast, man. Uh, we're, we're big fans of what you guys are doing down there. And uh, it's cool to, to have guys like you who are passionate about ball and passionate about, you know, you know pouring into to these young guys and, you know, having a blast doing it. It, it. it makes it fun, man. This is why we love our job, too. No doubt, brother. Well, I'm, I'm very thankful you guys for, for having me, man, and taking y'all's time, too, brother. And, uh, you know, I'm going to keep listening to y'all. Y'all do a great job, like I said. And, uh, Seriously, thank y'all for having me. I really appreciate it. And that's going to do it for this episode of RTP. We want to again thank all of our sponsors. You guys, make sure and go check them out. Help grow our community by telling other coaches about Run the Power. And if you enjoy Running the Power, go get your shirt, long sleeve, or hoodie at runthepower.com. Also, if you have any topics or any questions you would like for us to discuss in the next podcast, simply rate our podcast and then leave a comment in the writer review section of the podcast app. This will help our podcast rating as well as it allow us to answer the questions you all want answered. Make sure and go check out our blog at runthepower.com. Follow me on Twitter at Harper underscore Coach and Coach Walls at Coach Brady Walls. Run the Power now also has its own Twitter and Instagram, and you can find that at Run the Power. Hope you guys enjoyed this one. Talk to you soon.